So Kid Rock has been held up for years as some kind of a shining example of a patriot in the music industry who doesn't completely hate America or the American people. You know, the type of guy who can connect with the stereotypical working class conservative who puts on his boots in the morning, goes to work, punches a clock, works a long day, and comes home, hopefully to some crockpot chicken. And thanks to his support of President Trump and the overpriced flag merchandise and Let's Go Brandon t-shirts that he sells at all of his shows, Kid Rock has solidified himself in the minds of many Americans as one of them. But you see, now that's all changing. He let the mask slip. Actually, he just ripped it all the way off when he joined Joe Rogan's podcast to call for the genocide of Palestinians. And this human muskrat wasn't just speaking in generalities or throwing around buzzwords for shock value. No, he was shilling for war. He was shilling for ethnic cleansing, genocide. He was shilling for Israel, hardcore. He even threw out his fantasy death figures as well. He said, the Israelis need to start killing 30 to 40,000 Palestinians a day until they get their supposed hostages back, who we're not even sure even exist. He said that those 40,000 civilians a day need to be held accountable. For what? For being Palestinian? I mean, just let that sink in. Think about that for a minute. Think of all of the carnage, all of the horror that we have seen coming out of Gaza since October 7th. Think about those images that we've seen from Rafa of children's shredded bodies being pulled from the rubble. That would be an everyday sight if Kid Rock got his way. But it would be an even more larger, more unimaginable scale. You know, the pre-war population of Gaza was around just over 2 million. At least 40,000 of those people, probably a whole lot more, are already dead, thanks to Israel. And now Kid Rock wants that to happen every single day. There would be no one left. But you see, that's obviously the point, to clear the entire region out and repopulate it with Israelis and Israeli business interests. Now, here's Kid Rock on Joe Rogan looking strung out and talking about killing civilians. Take a look. Israel's doing It's like, they should just go in there and be like, you know what? We want our hostages back. If we don't have them back, clock starts now in 24 hours. We're going to start bombing, killing civilians, 30,000, 40,000 a time. So you civilians better fuck up and get these fucking and you, you go against Hamas. Uh, completely disgusting. But you see, that's what passes for patriotism in 2024 America. In both fake parties, which are completely dominated by Israel and the war lobby. Since the very beginning of Israel's war, we've all been told over and over again that if we dare to question Israel, our greatest ally, if we dare to focus our efforts on our own borders, then we aren't real Americans. We aren't patriots. So we have these useful idiots for Israel, like Kid Rock, all over TV, all over the internet, pushing for as much carnage and death as possible. I wonder if Israel or AIPAC or some other war-loving Jewish supremacist is cutting Kid Rock a check for this. Or if it's just in the job description of being a faux patriot rock star. It's pretty obvious here. Kid Rock has no principles. He isn't standing on anything. He doesn't even know why he believes what he's saying. 
The only thing that he's standing on is the desire to make money and be popular and drum up attention for himself and whoever's pushing him. And during that same appearance on Rogan's show, Kid Rock brought along a bunch of Bud Light, you know, the pro-trans beer that he said he was going to boycott after they hired tranny freak show Dylan Mulvaney. He even cut a viral video shooting a bunch of Bud Light cans. Remember that? But of course, that boycott didn't last very long. And now he's telling everyone to start drinking Bud Light again and Anheuser-Busch products are great. And he told Rogan that he's been hanging out with the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. I mean, how convenient. This kind of stuff doesn't just happen by accident, by happenstance. No, it's really hard to believe that everything this guy is doing isn't fake, that he isn't just following some kind of a script and seeing just how many Americans, how many real patriots he can take down this road of forever war genocide and trans appeasement and really the total destruction of America that will happen right under our noses while Kid Rock and company clamor for war in Israel. A war that, by the way, is inching even closer to pulling in much of the Muslim world and the United States, where we already have boots on the ground all over the Middle East, being used as bait, as cannon fodder. These people can't wait for U.S. servicemen to be blown up or shot and killed to justify ginning up support for World War III. What's patriotic about sending Americans to die for a country that hates us? But thanks to people like Kid Rock, Thanks to people like Laura Loomer, the ones who plaster themselves all over TV screens or pull them up on stage at political rallies, the definition of American patriotism has been completely perverted by our degenerate pop culture. The entertainers that we're told are the greatest patriots around are actually losers who don't have a damn clue. And the more influence they gain, the more dangerous they become. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, et al. And it's not just the definition of patriotism that's taken a hit, but the very definition of what it means to be an American in the first place, what it means to live in the nation that our God-fearing founders created. People like Kid Rock are leading us down a road to not even knowing who we are. Just the other day on MSNBC, a panelist was trying to say that Americans' rights don't come from God, but rather from the government. And that anyone who agrees with our founders' belief that our rights come from our creator is a Christian nationalist, she said as if being a Christian nationalist is some kind of an insult or a bad thing. But regardless, that thought process is exactly what you develop when you debase yourself from reality, when you debase yourself from God, and when you put your faith in a bunch of worthless entertainers or politicians or fake journalists and start letting them tell you what it means to be an American. Start letting them tell you what it means to be yourself. Bishop Robert Barron had a great response to that video he posted on X, which has since gotten over 2 million views. And unlike Kid Rock, Bishop Barron actually knows a thing or two about America. And he agrees with us. He makes it clear. There is a class of people out there working around the clock to make Americans think that they're at the mercy of Congress, at the mercy of the executive branch or the Supreme Court or whatever celebrity mouthpiece is standing next to Joe Biden as he rolls out his latest social initiative. Hey everybody, it's Bishop Barron. I want to share with you some reflections on um, a clip I saw. I think it came out last night. Heidi Prisbola from uh, Politico was on MSNBC. It was one of the most disturbing and frankly dangerous things I've ever seen in a political conversation. She's going after what she calls Christian nationalism. But what she said was, there are these Christian nationalists out there who are claiming that our rights don't come from any you know, human authority. They come from God. And she specified, you know, that they're claiming, these weirdos, that 
they're coming, you know, not from the Supreme Court or from Congress. <laughs> well, first of all, it was Thomas Jefferson who made that claim. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that we're endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. And may I say, everybody, it is exceptionally dangerous when we forget the principle that our rights come from God and not from a government. Because the basic problem is, if they come from the government or Congress or the Supreme Court, they can be taken away by those same people. This is opening the door to totalitarianism. This is not some kind of religious nationalism or sectarianism. It's one of the sanest principles of our democratic governance, that our rights come from God. Yes, government exists to secure these rights, the Declaration says, not to produce them. It is exceptionally dangerous to go down this road because, as I say, we lose our groundedness in something transcendent and become, therefore, by that very move, victims of a potentially totalitarian state. Our rights come from God. They don't come from man, and certainly not from a government created by men. And it's time right now for the all-American patriotic archetype to return to the form of a God-fearing nationalist whom vehemently opposes new wars and doesn't live his life vicariously through some rock star or through politicians who don't give a if working class kids get shipped across the world to die in a pile of spent shell casings on behalf of some global homo pro-abortion secular nation state called Israel. Dr. E. Michael Jones agrees with the bishop and vehemently disagrees with Kid Rock and he joins us now. Uh, Dr. Jones, thank you for making the time. We always appreciate you coming back. You're welcome, good to be here. Yeah. What do you make of, of this culture that we have birthed now in America where the only way to be a true American patriot is by cheering on the bombing of people around the world, including innocent women and children? Well, I think you're right. What we're talking about here is an identity crisis. Uh, we uh, don't know what it means to be an American anymore. And so what you have here is all of these people, nature abhors a vacuum. So you can't have this type of uh, not understanding who you are. It can't go over, uh, it won't last for any really significant amount of time. Has to be filled by something or other. So uh, there's a, a Frenchman who just wrote a book, uh, La Defaite de l'Occident, who said basically the American empire is collapsing because the hidden grammar of the American empire was Protestantism, and that's evaporated. And so we have this vacuum, and when you have a vacuum, someone's going to fill it. And so what you have here is basically two, two options. You brought, uh, if you go on to something like X or Twitter or whatever it's called, uh, and you just scroll down the homepage, you'll be confronted with Kid Rock, and then you'll be confronted with Bishop Barron. And they're both competing for the title of who gets to determine what an American is. So what do we have with with Kid Rock? We got a guy, a uh, 50 year he's a, comes from Michigan. He claims, uh, if you read his Wikipedia page, that he supports the working class in Michigan. Uh, but as you pointed out, uh, if you're supporting wars in uh, the Middle East, you're working for sending those working class people who don't have good jobs anymore over there to fight and die, die for Israel. So it's, it's a crooked game here. This is a persona that's been created to control you. 
It doesn't, he doesn't represent the people of Michigan. He doesn't represent anybody but his own self-interest being promoted by, as you said, now it's uh, Bud Light. He turns and he shoots the case of Bud Light. Now he's going to come back and say, okay, now you should buy Bud Light. Well, uh, what kind of guy does that? What kind of guy is that? This guy is not working for you for the interest of the people of Michigan, the people he says he's representing. He's working for the oligarchs. He's working to control them, to keep them docile. And what the 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 mechanism that this is known as is called libertarianism. He says he's a libertarian, so he's for the promotion of uh, drugs and abortion. And he calls that freedom. That's what a libertarian is. That's especially what it is in Michigan, which is now uh, decriminalized marijuana. So that that's that's what he's doing. Uh, we know who he is. Uh, the bishop, on the other hand, has a real identity. He's a successor of the apostle. He's a real bishop. He's a chain that goes all the way back to the apostles who followed Jesus Christ, established the Catholic Church, and now he's coming up with an alternative, which is basically a transcendent alternative, which is that everything we have is created by God uh, or our collaboration with God, and if you eliminate this transcendental aspect of American life. In other words, that there is a God who created us and created the rules by, according to which we function. Then you will become a slave of the powerful and the powerful, will you will never see them because the only person you will see is a guy like Kid Rock uh, marching into a wrestling arena with Donald Trump. And he's there been appointed to keep you under control. To keep you practicing in the spirit of idolatry as you worship, you know, Donald Trump, who's going to ride in on some white horse and save this country. By the way, he was over there smooching the wall himself. Where did this all come from? How did, uh, you know, a mass of American people get so dumbed down that they actually stop critically thinking independently on their own and just believe everything that the television tells them and does exactly what the BlackRock funded media tells them what to do? Kid Rock is a white Negro. This is a term that got used by Norman Mailer. He wrote a famous essay in the 1950s in which he said that uh, he, what he was talking about was a phenomenon called the beatniks. And these are people uh, who are white people, but they like jazz. And jazz has a kind of message to it. Uh, and he goes into great detail about what that message is. Jazz was created by the Jews in the 1920s. It's a it's it's black music, but they took it over and they marketed it and created this thing called the Harlem Renaissance, and uh, you could it's part of black history. I tried to talk to Jason Whitlock about this uh, not too long ago, and we got to the point where I was talking about Marcus Garvey and the NAACP, and the NAACP is trying to destroy. It's a Jewish. A law firm basically trying to destroy Marcus Garvey, who's a black nationalist. And uh, you could tell by Jason, uh, he, he was understanding what I was saying. We were having a meeting in the minds. After that, he was brutally attacked uh, by all the usual suspects uh, because he had me on his show and I'm a bad person. And so he's a bad person. What, what you're seeing here is identity theft. Because the first identity that the Jews created was was the the black jazz 
sexually liberated Negro identity that Norman Mailer was talking about in his essay. Norman Mailer is a Jew. He took that identity and he, he spread it out and turned it into the beatnik identity, which became the hippie identity, which became the kind of rock and roll identity. And at a certain point, uh, that uh, drifted into hip hop, also created by a Jew by the name of Rick Rubin. And that's where uh, Mr. Ritchie comes into the play. That's his real name. His real name is Ritchie. And uh, he became started got started as a white rapper. So he's like Eminem. Uh, and during this period of time, what if you're talking about Michigan? What happened during Michigan during this time? The outsourcing. Michigan was the headquarters of America First. America First was the main resistance against uh, adventurist foreign policy of the sort that led us into World War II. People like. Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh, Father Coughlin, Henry Ford, they all came from Detroit. And Detroit was the headquarters of manufacturing. And manufacturing in Detroit meant high-wage jobs, high wages. Henry Ford pioneered the high wage, understood intuitively that labor is the source of all value, and then declared war on Wall Street, which believes in usury and lending money and controlling people by usury. So Wall Street is Jewish. America first is manufacturing. It's Protestant. It's Catholic. It's the Christian country. And that battle ended uh, when uh, Pearl Harbor happened and America entered the war. That's the uh, and the 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 people who were the Wall Street people never forgot what happened, never forgot that Michigan was the headquarters of America first. And they've been trying to destroy it ever since. And people like Eminem and, and Kid Rock, who, who else is out there? Uh, uh, anyway, Bob Seger, a bunch of uh, bands. Basically, rock and roll is the vehicle to make you forget now that you don't have a decent job. I did a long article about this, about what happened to uh, a, a place called Rainbow Farm, where they tried to re uh, decriminalize marijuana back then. You're basically talking about the destruction of the working class in America. And Kid Rock is there to make you forget that you don't have a decent job anymore. Smoke dope. Listen to listen to this music. Pretend you're a white Negro too, like uh, like Eminem or Kid Rock. And and you will end up being a slave to the oligarchs. And that's why they're promoting people like this. Full disclosure, I was a, a, a white rapper also. Uh, but I got out of the industry when I realized how demonic and, and uh, I mean, it's, it's a cesspool for filth and degeneracy. Uh, and so the last single that I owed the record label, I gave them one called I Never Made It, which was a big middle finger to the record industry. The only way to do it out there is to go independent and do it on your own if you have talent. Uh, I think that this is a really important question. And I'm, I'm really interested because I respect your opinion. So before Kid Rock, you had people like Toby Keith, uh, rest his soul. Hopefully he went upward instead of down. Um, and this is a guy who right after 9-11, just after We'll Never Forget the Dancing Israelis, released a song, uh, you know, where in that song he said, we will put a boot in your ass. It's the American way, talking about coming across the country or the world, no matter where you are, finding you, rooting you out, bombing the hell out of kids, teaching the importance of transgenderism to passion tribesmen looking the other way while warlords rape little boys, spending trillions of dollars to bomb millions of people, and that we're supposed to cheer this on and gin up support because remember those towers came down and we're all pissed off. And on September 12th, everybody was more aligned as Americans. 
It didn't matter your race, color, creed, political ideology, spirituality, religion. It didn't matter. None of that mattered. We were all Americans on that day. And that was the PSYOP that, you know, Fox News ran along with CNN. Everybody ran that, you know, whole narrative about that. Is this, is, is this thing by Toby Keith and now this appearance on Joe Rogan by Kid Rock and this whole mentality by a lot of these so-called celebrities that are propped up, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the Pfizer shots, all of this stuff, is this organic stupidity and ignorance, or do you believe that this is actually individually calculated and these people are specifically on a payroll to push this narrative and agenda? Yeah, I think they're on it. Of course they are. We're, we are. We think in terms of paradigms. We don't think in terms of abstract principles. And so you need a guy who embodies what you want to be. And that's why these people are there. They're there because uh, the football player and the cheerleader, they're kind of archetypes in our culture. It's fake. And, uh, and, and so what does uh, the, the football player does? He says, see that? I got the shot. He, he got $20 million from Pfizer to get, I don't know what they put in his arm, probably not the real shot because he'd probably drop dead if they did. So, but whatever it is, this is why they're there. This is why they're promoted. And you can be uh, as famous as you want as long as you stay on the reservation that's out there for you. And the reservation is the American empire. And you got to support the American empire. And so you can be really big and you have a lot of money and you can be Kanye West. And you can say something like, uh, compare what Kanye West said to what Kid Rock just said. Kanye West was trying to talk about his trainer and shooting him up with drugs. He was unhappy with that. He said something like, I'm going DEFCON 3 on the juice. Nobody knew what DEFCON, I don't know what DEFCON 3 means, okay? And well, overnight, he lost a billion dollars because he stepped out of line, okay? Now, t this is Kid Rock promoting genocide. Now, just as a thought experiment, suppose Kid Rock had said, I want to kill 30,000 Israelis a day. Because they have hostages, and I want those hostages released. Do you think they he would be on uh, any uh, on Twitter after that on any of these platforms? No, no. The point is that you promote the regime. You only get to that point if you promote the regime. If you get to that high point and you have second thoughts, which is apparently what Kanye West had. They will yank your chain and you'll be gone immediately. Yeah, the Negro uh, acted out of line. And so uh, they cracked the whip on him and put him back in his cell and took away his allowance. That's what happened here. This is, this, this is modern day slavery for these people. Yes, we will give you riches. We will give you fame. Uh, but you will be controlled. You will be drugged. And you will run with this narrative. Here's your allowance. Here's your paycheck. Here's your 30 pieces of silver. That's what's happening here. It's all fake. Uh, Republican versus Democrat is fake. Hollywood is fake. The music industry is fake. The, the media is fake. So with all of those, you know, places of very powerful information being so greatly infiltrated and overtaken, really conquered, what's the hope for the American people finally waking up? Do you see, do you see this happening? Do you have any optimistic outlook yeah. for the future? Yeah, it's Bishop, it's Bishop Barron. I mean, that's the, that's the way out. We have to get back to the transcendental principles that are the foundation of, of the country, which is basically that uh, we have no... We have no government that functions in the absence of a moral people. And so if you've got a group of people who are dedicating billions of dollars every year to uh, undermining the moral fabric of the people of the United States of America, you have to put limits on them. Now, this was the case. This was the case. It began in 1933 uh, when basically the Catholic bishops of the United States uh, organized a boycott of Hollywood films. 
they had a, a, an enforcement arm called the Legion of Decency, and uh, Cardinal Doherty of Philadelphia uh, organized a boycott of Warner Brothers theaters in Philadelphia, and Harry Warner uh, was losing $100,000 a week. That's a lot of money. That's 1933 money, not 2023 money. He's losing $100,000 a week, and at this point, the Catholic bishops are saying, we're going to spread the boycott to every big city in the North and the East, and you will go bankrupt. And we're also going to have Mr. Giannini, the head of the Bank of America, he's not going to lend you any money anymore. And so the Jews folded like a house, like a cheap suit. They collapsed like a house of cards. They were in big debt because they had gone into debt to finance the transition to talking movies. They capitulated and they introduced the production code which took place around 1933. They appointed Joe Breen, a uh, Catholic, basically uh, as in charge of supervising Hollywood films. This was an enormous step forward. And so from 1933 to 1965, you know the films we're talking about. I mean, they didn't stop providing a paradigm for what it meant to be an American. This is the era of Gary Cooper, uh, uh, of John Wayne, uh, these were the people that were being proposed because the Jews were being held in line by the Catholic Church. This, the problem here is that in 1965, the church ran up the white flag in the culture wars for two reasons. First of all, uh, they passed this document called Nostra Aetate, which tried to revise the church's teaching on the Jews. Hollywood is run by Jews. And so the Hollywood sense, uh, the Jews sensing some type of weakness produced a film called The Pawnbroker, 1965, uh, which broke the production code because you have a black prostitute who takes off her blouse and there you've got bare breast on the screen. The Catholics lost their nerve at that point because of, because of Nostra Aetate, because of this new teaching of the Jews. And the problem here with Bishop Barron is that he inherited that mess and he doesn't understand what he inherited. Okay, so God bless him for standing up for God and Thomas Jefferson and so on and so forth. But the problem is bigger than that. And if you want to understand the problem that Bishop Barron has, watch his interview with, with Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro comes on and says, uh, Bishop, am I going to hell? You know, like, like the snarky Jew, you know, Chet's challenged the bishop. The bishop, what he should have said was basically, Ben, are you baptized? And Ben would have said no. And at that point, Bishop Barron should have said, well, if, if you refuse to be baptized, you cannot be saved. Period. Well, he didn't do that. And so what you see here is the main opponent to the sexualization of our culture that the Jews have been promoting ever since they created Hollywood. So we're talking about the entire, almost the entire 20th century into the 21st century. The main opponent crippled itself at the time of the Second Vatican Council by basically running up the flag, abandoning the Legion of Decency, and handing the culture over to the Jews with no limit or reservation. Yeah, Bishop That's Barron why had we're the, in this mess. I mean, he had the perfect opportunity right there. Uh, he did. And, and he you know, did. here's the deal is with these lukewarm Christians. And, and you know, look, I've got no problem with Bishop Barron trying to get it right. Uh, but it, when, when you're weak like that and you have an opportunity 
and there is there is somebody genuinely asking about the fate of their soul. This this is a person, and I don't believe that there's anything genuine about Ben Shapiro. I think he's one of the most disingenuous people on the face of the planet on media. Uh, but assuming you can't make these assumptions, here's Bishop Barron with Shapiro right in front of him asking about the fate, the eternal fate of his soul. Any any teacher of God's word, any teacher of the gospel should immediately take that opportunity and seize upon the opportunity to save someone's soul eternally or help to lead them to Jesus Christ so that Jesus may do that. Uh, That's right. And to say, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you sought out the church of Christ? Have you been baptized in his name? Have you lovingly accepted the gospel with an open heart? Have you hit your face and repented? Have you washed yourself of your sins and have you covered yourself in the blood of Jesus who defeated death itself on the cross for you so that you may live eternally? Have you done those things? No? Well, then guess what? The lake of fire awaits you. And not taking taking that opportunity is what's happening in churches all over the place. And Bishop Barron is is the leader of, of a movement that is allowing for the watering down and Hollywoodization and celebrityization of these fake pastors, fake false teachers, false preachers that have these innocent, ignorant flocks in front of them, and they're leading them right to the gates of hell. That's a big problem. Look, it is a big problem, okay? And I'm not trying to attack Bishop Barron. No, I'm me either, me good, either. Good for you. I'm yes. glad you stood up here. I'm trying to help Bishop Barron. Right. I'm trying to help him because we have to get to the fundamental issue here, which is basically the Jewish question. How did they get control of our culture? How can, how can you get, stand up there uh, d- uh, and say, I want to kill 30,000 uh, Palestinians a day because I'm a supporter of Israel. Does Bishop Barron support that? Is Spotify? I, I, don't, think, is, I don't think so. Right. I don't is, think so. Why doesn't he say? Why does he say something about it? Because the church has crippled itself on the Jewish question. That's right. That's the fundamental issue here. This it's it's very simple. If you go back to the Acts of the Apostles. The beginning of the Acts of the Apostles is St. Peter comes back to Jerusalem. They were hiding in the upper room out of fear of the Jews. Now the Pentecost has happened. They don't have fear anymore. He walks in, and the first thing he says to the Jews is, you killed Christ. Now, how's that for an opener? Hmm. And then he says, uh, and then the Jews are cut to the heart. And then the Jews say, well, what must we do to be saved? And St. Peter says, you must be baptized. That's it. That's it. That's the message to the Jews. And Bishop Barron didn't give that message. Now, I, I don't want to condemn him for it. I'm trying to bring it to his attention as a kind of fraternal correction because it's a big, important issue for the entire church. Dr. Okay, Joe, yeah, we, we acknowledge what you're doing there. Um, we, don't, we don't think that you're uh, berating him at all. And we have the same position. We're trying to encourage good behavior. Bishop Barron, you— you have the opportunity, and please, in the future, seize upon those opportunities. You know, uh, Dr. Jones, I, the other day I was kicked off of Instagram permanently because I found a guy on there, did a story on the program, a guy who calls himself NYC Gay Dad, 
has access to at least three children that call him dad 24 hours a day, brings them to transgender marches and homosexual conventions and buys them rings and calls them bracelets that they wear on their wrists, exploits them all over Instagram for likes and clicks. Well, they're, they're saying things like, we have a gay dad. Of course we have unicorns everywhere. We have a gay dad. Here's a tour of his closet. Here's all of his drag outfits. And then he makes some sexual innuendo about wanting to have sex with Travis Kelsey. Hashtag Travis Kelsey. So I call him out. I tag him on Instagram. I tag the NYPD sex crimes unit and say, this guy needs to be looked at, right? Uh, you want to know how powerful the gay lobby is? This guy responds and says, I'm sending the gay mafia after you, and they're very real. Boom. Less than 24 hours, I lose 30,000 subscribers, and I had to start a new Instagram. By the way, if you want to follow me, it's Stu Peters Official on Instagram. Uh, but you know what? To my point, this is the, the, the reason why I'm going around the block to go across the street here is why can Kid Rock sit up here on Joe Rogan's show and literally call for the slaughter and genocide of innocent children? Civilians. He literally said civilians. Bomb 30 to 40,000 of them until we get your attention. Has Spotify or Apple Podcasts banned Joe Rogan for that incitement of violence? I mean, I just said, hey, sex crimes unit, look into this guy who appears to be sexualizing children and exploiting them on the Internet. Uh, and this guy's calling for the mass murder of innocent children. Has Spotify or Apple Podcasts, have, have they, Google Podcasts, have, have these people uh, banned Joe Rogan or sanctioned him in any way? For allowing his guest to call for the slaughter of innocent children en masse? No, of course not. That's how powerful the gay lobby is. That's how powerful the Jew lobby is. And if you have any questions, there's the proof. Yeah. Uh, final words. Yeah. I got a couple of minutes left. It's, it's, it's obvious. And I, I'm saying you got a lot of people who are concerned. But as uh, Sun Tzu said, if you don't know who you are and you can't identify the enemy, you will lose every battle. And so the, the Catholic Church has been the victim of identity theft over the last 70 years. We don't know who we are anymore, and we certainly cannot identity, identify the enemy. And we've lost every battle in the culture wars from 1965 to, the, to this day. And so it changes. It gets progressively farther and farther from nature. So it starts off with abortion, and then it goes to homosexuality, feminism along the way, and then it goes to transgenderism. And where is it going to stop? It's not going to stop anywhere if you believe that rights come from – when you say the people or the government, you know, what you're saying is rights come from the powerful people. Rights come from the uh, rich people. And if you do what they say, you will not only have rights, you will have privileges to go on there and advocate whatever you want. If you do not do what the powerful tell you to do, you don't have rights. You not only don't have privileges, you don't have rights, and you don't have the ability to speak uh, on Instagram. This is the first casualty, anything on yeah. the Internet. Uh, and you will just uh, be put into a box, and they will hope you die. They hate you, and they do want you dead. And, you know, you posed the question. First, it's homosexuality, then it's the legalization of gay marriage, then it's the support of gay marriage, then it's how dare you question gay marriage, then it becomes transgenderism, and you ask, what's the benchmark for success? Where will it stop? When these people have legal, unfettered sexual access to your kids, that's what they want. They want to be able to legally have sex with your kids. He's yeah, a former – uh, go ahead. The, cru the crucial link to that is now the library, the public library system. Yeah. The libraries now are exist to basically promote 
uh, homosexual pornography to children. And, and this is yeah. not just one library. It's in, obviously in South Bend, Indiana. We went through this here. The Republicans backed down when they had an issue where they really could have won because they don't have any principles. It's also okay? in but your school libraries. I, go ahead. Uh, don't, it's the don't American take my... Library Association. Yeah. The Jews took over the American Library Association, and they're using libraries to corrupt the morals of children. Go and into your if school. If you say anything, if you say anything, you're a bad person. He's a former professor turned magazine publisher. He's been fighting the culture war for decades and battling back against this totalitarian Marxist subversion of our country, and even more dangerously, our faith. Dr. E. Michael Jones, thank you so much for coming back. We always appreciate having you. Thank you. Too. Of course. Good to be here. Go into your kids' public school right now. Look in the library. Uh, we're, we got to get to this break. We'll be back. More of the Stu Peter Show continues next.